from Bayside Church International, Victor Harbour. This is Chad Mansbridge. Are you ready to give generously today and submit your finances to him? Why don't you grab a bucket if you're at the end of an aisle, hold on to it for one second. I'm going to invite Irene to come as we pray. Lord, we submit our whole lives to you. We thank you for these wonderful scriptures and we declare them again. We delight ourselves in you, O Lord, and we thank you, you grant us the desires of our hearts. We thank you that the meek inherit the land and enjoy peace and prosperity. And so we humble ourselves before you as we submit ourselves to your sovereignty and we thank you for an ever-increasing peace and prosperity in our lives. In Jesus' name, come on. Amen. All right, why don't you pass them with great joy. And um, I'm going to invite Irene to share something. In the worship, you had a sense of something for today. Why don't you share that? During the worship. Yep. Uh, During the worship, I saw a picture of a forest. And there was a woodsman was coming out of the forest. The world wanted the woodsman to chop down the trees. The woodsman didn't want to chop down the trees. He wanted to plant trees. So the woodsman became a gardener. And the Lord is saying to his people today, he wants gardeners. He wants us not to be chopping down trees. He wants us to be planting seeds. And he wants us to nurture those seeds, those people, and see them grow to saplings and see them grow to tall trees so that they too will spread their seed uh, in the perfect garden of his world. Beautiful. Thanks, Irene. Good morning. Isaiah, you've heard me say this a number of times, but one of the significant pictures of the church or of God's covenant community throughout Old and New Testament is of us being a planting of the Lord. And that, those phrases are found very much in, uh, I think it's around about chapter 54 of Isaiah, oh no, 60 and 61 it is, where God speaks about being a, uh, us being a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. And then it goes into, um, talks about the least of you will become a thousand because a seed-bearing plant bears other seed. Then in chapter 61, it goes into, for the spirit of the Lord is on me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel. And then at the end of that discourse, it says that those will become oaks of righteousness. That between God, us being a planting of the Lord, delicate saplings in his hand, through the working of the Holy Spirit, we become great oaks and a testimony of God's righteousness. From beginning to end of the scripture, God is seen as a gardener. He's not only the one who creates something, but he cultivates and cares for what he has created. Hmm. Interesting thing about the creation account is it's six or seven linear days, right? Day one, two, three, four, five, six. Yet there's also a pattern in that six days that is two cycles of three. On the first day, light and dark, sky and sea, and divided the land. Is that right? And then God, so God forms light and dark, sky and sea, and the land. The next three days, he fills what he formed. 
He makes stars and moon in the sky, birds and fish, and day six, he makes the animals on the land. So it's kind of a layered story as well. God forms, then he fills, and then he ongoingly farms and cares for what he created. God is a gardener. And this is a significant picture for us as a church. It is one of our core pillars of our identity uh, because we see this picture from beginning to end of the scriptures. And it formed part of something that I presented right at the start of this year of our theme, our, our, our prophetic theme and thrust for the year. Let me back up a sec. It's audit time. And I decided to do a bit of a self-audit this week. In suffering from the Lord, it was very painful of me to do this, but I went back into our iTunes archive and I, this week I listened to my first six sermons that I preached this year. It was hard. And I asked myself, how am I doing? And am I practicing what I preach? I've been reading the prophets lately and I'd read Haggai, uh, Haggai this week. And Haggai in chapter 1 says twice, about verse 5 and verse 8, he says, consider your ways. Consider your ways. There's a place for a healthy self-evaluation. Consider your ways. Sit down and consider how you're going. How are you doing? How are you doing? And so I did that. Paul writes to Timothy, young preacher. So of course I identify with that. And he said, consider your life and your doctrine closely because you will save both yourselves and your hearers. It's not enough for me as a young preacher to just consider my doctrine. I also need to consider my life in a healthy way and that at times means sitting down with a healthy sense of self-evaluation and going Chad am I actually practicing what I've preached and so since I put myself through that today at uh, this week today I'm going to put you all through that so let's have an audit at the start of this year 2.17, my first message, which I simply called a word for 2017, and you guys can go back and listen to this this week. I don't suggest you listen to six of my messages in a row. It was quite painful, but it, it's okay. You can you know, spread it out over the course of the rest of the month or something. But I shared a word for 2.17, and it came from Luke 20.17. 2017, you remember that? Luke 20.17, where Jesus quotes about the stone that the builders rejected that has become the chief cornerstone. We looked at this wonderful thing in the scripture of how Jesus is called both the cornerstone and the capstone. That he is both the beginning, the foundation, and also the end, the pinnacle. And I encourage you this year that the only way that we will live as a secure temple, a secure facility, um, Kay mentioned before in our pre-service prayer meeting about God um, reinforcing the strength of our togetherness, is the only way we can do that is when we find our completeness in Christ. He is our beginning and he is our end. 
And Jesus, or Peter, I think it might be, said, make sure you don't reject the one who came as the cornerstone, lest he reject you when he comes as the capstone. Okay? Make sure you don't reject the one who came low as a servant, who one day will come high as a king and cap off this wonderful temple that is building we need to find our completeness in christ and i encourage you at the start of the year i said there are three outworkings or three things that this will result in it will result in an increase in our compassion for people because when you find your completeness in christ you get your attention off yourself and you have more energy to give to others some of the most exhausting people are those who are self-absorbed we know that self-absorbed you find your completeness in Christ, you have far more grace and energy to be compassionate toward others. Compassion, an increase in contentment when facing temptation and an increase in confidence when facing trials. The next week we was our Vision Sunday. It was the first or the last Sunday in January. School had just gone back. We'd had church together. It was kind of the kickoff Sunday for the year. And I announced our prophetic theme for the year which, as you'll see from this slide, is the word grow. And it was a way of us taking some of the prophetic things that God had spoken to us over the last few months and putting it into very simple terms. We are not a church where our vision changes every year. Our vision is the same as what it was 15 years ago. Because our vision is a person. He doesn't change. Our vision is Jesus. Vision is a picture of your preferred future. When I look in the future, I just see more of Jesus. That's our vision. He is our vision. That doesn't change. But our prophetic thrust and theme and language needs some focus from time to time. And so this year we said, look, we're setting a theme or or a focus around the word grow. And so we introduced that as a series which became a four-parter. And that's where I'm wanting us to do a little bit of an audit today and what I did for myself this week. The first week we looked at how it's important to grow down. As a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor, any healthy tree before it grows out, before it grows up, before it bears fruit is a tree that must grow down. And I encourage you this year to give yourself to growing down, to putting your roots firmly into the love and the lordship of Christ. Ephesians 3 talks about putting our roots down into God's love. Colossians 2 says, as you've you've received Christ as Lord, so be rooted in him. We put our roots into Christ who is Lord. We put our roots into God who is love. Because while situations and circumstances will change, God is love and nothing changes that. While situations and circumstances, temptations, troubles and trials may come, Christ is Lord and nothing changes that. So my hope is built on nothing less than him because he is the only unchanging thing our identity our security must be rooted in christ the fact like uncle don said before i call him uncle don sorry i've known him since i was seven like uncle don said before he will never stop loving you there is nothing he can do to make there's nothing you can do to make him love you less and there's nothing you can do to make him love you more because he is love And we need to come to terms with that. We need to get it into our heads and put our roots down and just say, God loves me. That's the end of it. Jesus is Lord and that's the end of it. Jesus is 
Lord. And so when testings and, 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 and temptation comes, I don't sell my soul for 30 pieces of silver because I know who Jesus is. And I've done a deal. He is Lord. He's the man. He's in charge. And I'm not. I only just was thinking about it last week when I was preaching at Impact and I was reminded of Hebrews 6 where it says we have a hope that is an anchor for our soul. Yeah, Christ is that hope. The anchor for our soul. And, and, and if a boat is, on a, is anchored well, no matter what storms may make it move around a little bit, no matter what storms of life, it won't sink and it won't depart too far because there is an anchor for the soul. Christ is the anchor for our will, our emotions. Christ must be that for us. So how are you doing? Because this area for me was one that was a little bit hard to self-assess because... Knowing whether you are really rooted in the love of God and the Lordship of Christ, it's probably only something you can really tell under pressure tests. And for me this year, where's some wood? I haven't gone through many significant tests personally. So, it's actually a little bit hard for me to know am I stronger rooted in the love of God or stronger rooted in the Lordship of Christ than I was at the start. But this I know, looking around this room, I've seen some of your tests this year, thus far. There are people here chatting with someone this week who for them it was like my bubble burst this year. It's been the toughest year of my life. But as I was sharing, they found the greater roots in the love of God that never leaves them. In the one that always wants what's best for us, because he is love, so he wants what is best for you. And the one that knows what's best for you, because he's Lord and he's in charge, and you're not. If I was asked for a show of hands, there'd be a number of people who you might be able to self-audit and say, you know what, yeah, I've been grateful for my root system this year. Put your roots down now into his love and into his lordship. And if you want to find some practical ways to do that, get onto iTunes and listen to that message with this slide from the start of the year. The other thing, next week we looked at not growing down, but a good plant also grows with. Not growing down, but growing with. And that growing with is all about being relationally connected to others. We looked at three Groups of people that I believe we needed to be intentional in relating to. Like a tree, to stay with that picture. Those who we look up to. Those who are more mature than us. That are higher in their stature than us. Those who are looking up to us. Those younger than us who look to us as an example for them. And those to whom we are growing alongside. And I asked you at the start of this year to please be intentional about your relationships about those who you're looking up to. Be aware of those who are looking to you and be aware of those round about you as friends. How are you doing with that? How are you doing? 
Personally, for me, this was something that's a little bit easier to audit because it's more practical. And uh, I think, as I was evaluating myself, that I've done fairly good in this area this year, at least it's something I can put my finger on. Those I'm looking up to, I've certainly extended this year the, the voices that I'm listening to, uh, both secular and Christian, listening to preachers I've never heard before. Next week, travelling. I'm going this weekend to the uh, interstate just to go see Creflo Dollar for a day. I want to increase the uh, number of people, the scope of people that I can look up to. Uh, also, political voices and psychologists, other voices I've been listening to this year, I want to learn from. I know I've extended that a little bit in my life. Um, I know this year that I've been more intentional in investing in those who look up to me and who are coming up in various areas. And certainly in, in friendships, I've felt like this year I've been more intentional in reaching out to people my own age and, and doing that. So I gave myself a bit of a pat on the back for, for that aspect so far this year. But this isn't about me. How are you doing? With this slide. I mean, statistically speaking, as a church, we certainly have more people here on Sundays. We have more people involved in connect groups, relating together during the week. We have more people than ever serving on our Super Kids ministry team, ministering to those younger than them, mentoring them. We have some couples in this church that are mentoring people, uh, even my age, which is developing. And as leaders in a church environment, as a pastor, I guess, I do have, and we as a leadership team, do have some responsibility to provide forums and opportunities for that to happen. That part of our role is to provide some form and opportunity for people to connect and to relate. But at the, end of the, at the end of the day, you're adults. And so it's really up to you. We are responsible, ultimately, for the people that we invest our time into. So I'm wondering if you were to go, how am I doing? How am I doing with listening to voices that are, and, and literally going after voices that are more mature or higher in stature than me? How am I going with investing in others? How am I going with the circle of friends that I have? And do I need to tweak any of that a little bit? And then I thought this morning, you know, not only how am I going with my friends, but maybe a better question to ask today is, how are my friends going? Is there someone you can think of right now that you think, you know what, I haven't spoken to that friend for a good few months. I wonder how they're going. That's enough time, Holy Spirit. Okay, you've had your turn. Relationally strong. Because God has not only called us to grow down, God has also called us to grow with. And if you want to find out more about that, Go back to the iTunes and listen to that message. The third aspect of growth is about growing out. That God has called us not only to go down into Him, His love and His Lordship, to grow with people, but to grow out in our influence. To grow out in reaching others beyond our borders. We used Matthew 5 where Jesus talks about being salt and light and we looked at five very practical ways that we could let our light shine brighter i encourage you to listen to that message and to ask yourselves the question how am i doing in that area am i have i grown in that this year my influence into the lives of other people has my world of influence increased 
this year? Have I stretched out into new spaces and into new places and are those new spaces and places better off because I'm there? Some of you have changed workplaces. That's a new space for you. It's a new place for you. Are those places better off because I'm there? And I think this is a great question for us to personalise because we're all adults, responsible people. But obviously it's also good to see that increased influence is something that we share as a team because Christianity is a team sport. Christianity is a team sport. And certainly so far this year, we as a church family, as I mentioned before, have literally influenced thousands of people. And by the power of partnership and synergy, where two are better than one, we've been a blessing not only here in our local community, but very much further beyond. You remember in Acts chapter 1, just before Jesus ascends, he says, I want you to go to your local city, to the region around about you, and then to the uttermost parts of the world. It's, an, it's another way of talking about the Great Commission. And it is a great co-mission. It is a co-operative mission. It is not only a personal mission, it is a co-mission. Partnering with him and partnering with one another. And this year certainly is the church family and the part that you have played in this church family, yes, you have increased your influence this year. How many of you were here with Leanne last week preaching on the piece of the puzzle? Every piece significant, okay? You this year have reached the lives of people in far Africa. You've reached the lives of people all through Asia. You've touched hundreds and hundreds, I'd say hundreds of pastors and churches, individual churches have been blessed through the ministry of this church because of your participation this year. And without exaggeration, crowds of thousands, precious individuals, marriages that have been healed. We'll hear stories of that one day. Uh, significant things that have taken place because of our partnership. I can look back on this year as a church and say, we have increased our influence. We have grown out. And I think that's a good thing. But today I also ask, Lord, the year's not over. I'm trusting you to be a greater influence in more spaces and more places this year. And the, one of the favourite things that God showed me this year was from Genesis 2017. Where Abraham, the first healing we see in the Bible, Abraham heals Abimelech's wife. And he heals a wife by praying for her. He heals a woman who was barren. While his own wife was barren. You don't have to have it all together to be a blessing to someone else. You don't have to wait until your life's all right before you can reach out and be a blessing to others. And sometimes it is the very challenge that you are facing There's a thing God wants you to step out into and be a blessing to others. Wow. Acts 20, Abraham heals a barren woman. The very next chapter, his own wife miraculously falls pregnant it's a wonderful thing five sermons down one to go still with me believe me this is less painful than actually doing it grow down grow with 
grow out and lastly grow up God I asked you this, this at the start of this year to commit yourself to being a people that grow up and growing up is not only about character because growing up is about being looking more and more like Jesus who was not just known for his character but was also known for the amazing way that he was heavenly minded and aware of the supernatural. Often we think of Jesus and we think of great morality and that is awesome, that's true, we, we support that. But also as we think of Jesus, we think of a man who was amazing in the miraculous, who was so aware of heaven. I needed to get rid of, from my vernacular, the old phrase I grew up with, which was, that person is so heavenly minded, they're no earthly good. I can't say that anymore because Jesus was the most heavenly minded person that ever walked the planet. So to be heavenly minded is a really good thing. And a mature person knows how to grow out to be a blessing on this planet while at the same time being incredibly heavenly minded and aware of the eternal realm. So we fix our eyes and thoughts on that which lasts forever. That is a great sign of maturity. Because all plants, all plants grow up as they reach to the sun. They grow in the direction of that which is eternal. Being mature as a Christian is all about being both a benefit to the earth and eagerly, intentionally aware of the eternal realm. So like Jesus, you can say, I am in heaven. The one who came from heaven is, is I am there. I'm a heavenly creature in an earthly body. I'm only here temporarily. My home is in heaven and I'm both a citizen there and a resident. I am seated with him in heavenly places. I am a heavenly being. And on my personal audit, I reckon this was probably the area that I came the weakest in, in my own little evaluation. If I was to look back, maybe this time last year, and to say, ask myself, Chad, are you more heavenly minded now than what you were then? Have you grown up in that area? My personal evaluation would be, no, I, I don't really think I have. Which is a good realisation to come to. Because it's only when you're aware of an honest audit of something that you can make appropriate adjustments to grow in that area of weakness. So it's actually really healthy to say, I'm not as strong in that area as what I'd like. And not be like some people who are like part of a gym and look at what exercises are on that day and go, well, I'm weak in those exercises, I'm not going. I call them Tuesdays. I don't do that, Dan, I don't. But to actually look at areas that we're weak in and to say, you know what, I'm really appreciative of that, Lord. I'm going to trust you to develop me there. That's been a good thing for me. Um, because there's actually some very simple adjustments that I can make and one of them involves my phone and how much, what I listen to. How are you doing? How are you doing? Because part of grow was being grounded, growing down, 
are relationally strong, O, others focused, W, was being a worshipper, heavenly minded, focused on him. From beginning to the end, from foundation to pinnacle, and in between, it's all about him. And I want to be a person that continually grows and to cooperate with him. How you doing? I like gardening now. I must be getting old. But I... I do like, I don't like hay fever, but I like gardening. And I like, I've got this passion fruit plant, plant, vine. And I'm, I'm so dedicated to this darn thing working because we've never had a passion fruit. It's taken 25 years since we had a passion fruit work at, this, at my house, my parents' house. It's a bad, we've got a bad history with passion fruit. And this one's taking. And I, I rejoice in every little tendril because that's all I'm, you know, you know the little, little, tendril things that go in I, I, every day like literally every morning I go out I feed the chickens and I go up to my passion and I'm talking to it you know I'm talking you go little tendril you go and I've got three three little tendrils just going like something's happening there and I'm rejoicing in that I want that darn thing to work man I, I love passion fruit I really enjoy passion fruit so I really want that thing to work and it takes some care it takes a bit of poo sometimes you need to pour a bit of poo oh, that's why I've got the chickens you know I can feed it the good stuff it takes a good balance of sun and water and possibly a little a few good words from chad every now and again but i'm rooting for that thing i want that thing to grow and so i hope today that without any sense of unhealthy introspection we're able to look at ourselves in the mirror and happily go i'm rooting for you i'm rooting for you you go for it Chad, you go for it. I love that little tendril. That's awesome. Keep cheering yourself on. You're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Now keep going. Keep running the race that God has put ahead of you. Throw off unbelief. Throw off the sin and the little things that get in the way and keep your face focused and forward. And if you're part of this church, as a corporate theme for us, I want to encourage you to keep growing. Our vision is to know him and to show him. And in between, it is growing. Knowing, growing and showing. I want to show him more. I want to grow into revealing him more. And in order to do that, I need to grow in knowing him more. And so I'm going to ask you again at audit time, can you please commit yourself to these things? Grow down. Put your roots into his love and lordship because you never know when you're going to need to draw on that resource. Continue to grow with people and be intentional as to who you're growing with. Continue to give yourself to growing out. You are blessed and that blessing is to benefit other people. So please, be others-focused. The most miserable thing you can do is to be self-focused.
Be others focused. And W, give yourself to a life of worship, of looking up. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Put your eyes on the screen and we'll move to the next thing. Put your hand on your heart. Actually, you need, do you need a stand? And put your other hand just on your bottom, just to rub it for a bit, because I know you've been sitting a long time. <laughs> oh, yeah, yoy. Holy, holy, holy. I was reminded this morning that Scripture in Isaiah, another picture that says we are the potter. No, other way around. He is the potter and we're the clay. So, Dad, we submit ourselves to you to your masterful, firm, safe, creative, healing hands. I'm in your hands, Lord. Be it unto me as you will. I commit myself to partnering with you in your purpose and through all your processes. Ha! in your purpose and through all your processes. I take you by the hand. You will not let me go. And today, to the best of my ability, I say, I will not let you go. I recommit myself to you today. With a glad and sincere heart. Amen. This morning, if there is a, a, a personal... I, th- I just felt like during the worship, I was wondering, should I say anything? And I just think the way we were singing, You Are Good, in that, in that time, I just felt like a lot of problems were solved this morning, <laughs> just in declaring God is good. But if you somehow slip through the cracks and you think, you know, today I'd love someone just to personally pray with me, just to share something and have them agree with me for something. Um, maybe a breakthrough in an area like us and our finance team that did that day where we noticed something and we just said, okay, let's just include four or five people just to hit this thing on the head. If you'd like to do that today and you're not a part of a connect group, obviously you can do that during the week. Why don't you just come and meet Jake, maybe Rachel, I'm not sure where she is, over here near the wine barrels. That's always a good place. Uh, Just go to the wine barrels. The rest of you, why don't you go for coffee and tea. Bless your heaps. Have an awesome week. We love you and uh, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Thank you. This has been a podcast from Bayside Church International. Thanks for listening.